stop, stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theatre. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Hello and welcome back. We are breaking up with RBS. This is episode number 111, and I am JDK Winnikin. And I am Tawny Santabria, and thank you for spending a little bit of time with us today as we go through another BS story that keeps us stuck and limited. And this week's story goes something like this. Without blank, I'd never survive. But before we get to our story, if you find any of the topics on Breaking Up With RBS helpful for you, please subscribe. Um, You don't want to miss out on uh, the shows that keep yourself sort of aware, present, and healthy. Um, So don't, you don't want to miss out on that. So with that, JD, what comes up for you about our story of the day? What comes up for me is, uh, depending on what's in that blank, the story goes from something very flippant on one end, something like without chocolate, right? Something seemingly small, all the way to something perhaps very, very big. Uh, I'm really interested in what what is in the blank. And at the same time, I question the very presumption of the sentence. (laughs) What are the things that we really can't survive Without, without water, <laughs> I can't survive, won't survive, right? There's that. Mm-hmm. Without mm-hmm. food, without oxygen. Um, I think that, without clothes, right? Whatever, whatever the case may be. Shelter, food, shelter, clothing. Beyond that, but that's not what people usually are talking about when it comes up. And the other thing with that is that it's all over social media. Oh my gosh, if I don't have my wine every day, if I don't have this every day, if I'd, I don't know what I would do without this. You know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's pervasive. Yeah. Yeah, I guess there is that that um, sense of of our um, attachments to things. Mm-hmm. Right. And if we don't have those, oh, it makes me think about um, years ago when <clears throat> I was... Um, even before like people stopped eating gluten or stopped eating gluten, right? Like before this, um, I had had some autoimmune type issues and I went and saw, um, uh, a particular doctor and, and they said, okay, get off of the, I was lucky, get off of the dairy and the gluten. And so then I go and I tell my family, sister, you know, parents, you know, and one of my sister says, oh my gosh, if I couldn't have bread, I think I'd die. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, and, and so I was hearing a lot of how people would die without gluten 20 years ago when I was going through this, <laughs> they're all still alive. Um, well, they still have gluten, but anyways, that's a side story, but yes. <laughs> yeah. And you're still alive importantly without gluten. <laughs> yes, I am. I yeah. am. I'm still alive. And there's lots of other people, but yes. So we do say this sort of without giving it much thought. We do. And, and even if we don't, you know, you, what even if we don't say it all the time, if we truly believe it about something and that might be covert, maybe something we don't t- talk about that can be really destructive. Cause really the whole without blank, I won't survive is one of the core beliefs in addiction. 
right, as well. Mm-hmm. You know, without blank, without alcohol, without drugs, without gambling, mm-hmm. without sex, without love, without partnership, whatever the case may be, that's the root of, of addiction underneath. And the reason why people get, you know, that story is one major reason why or a reflection of people being caught up in at least the belief that they can't live without something. I mean, there's more to it than that, but it's an important component, I think, to mention here too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it goes back to the attachments. Yeah. When we, you know, are so, um, not connected, but when we, we grasp, when we grasp onto something so tightly Mm -hmm. and are so feeling dependent on it, whatever it might be, even if it's exercise too, like, okay, so what if we get injured? Then what happens? Mm-hmm. And we, we can't do the exercise or the sport mm-hmm. that we love mm-hmm. and that we are, um, you know, our identity might be wrapped up in, mm-hmm. then what happens? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Creates more struggle, creates more, more suffering. It does. And, and then can lead to more attachments, you know, to another coping mechanism or adopting another thing or another thing or an avoidant behavior or something. There's so many things. That, I mean, I just think it's dangerous other than those elemental things like oxygen, food, that type of thing to have anything. I mean, it seems if we catch ourselves saying that around anything that isn't a basic survival thing, we should probably at least note it going by. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I wonder too, you know, like many of the stories that we talk about, um, we're, we're not recognizing the impact that it can have on the way we think about ourselves. Yeah. Um, over, especially even in, in sarcasm or even in flippant kinds of yeah. conversation, like the brain is listening. Yeah. The brain is listening. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, even I, th- I think of things like with social media, you see these kinds of things. Oftentimes it's to get a laugh or, you know, someone's sharing something. It's, it's, and then people relate to it, right? Because people have these stories, so they like it and they comment, oh, me too, and all this. And we get this sense of belonging out of it. But then what we also get is validation of this as not a BS story, but as reality or perhaps an un- intractable reality rather than something that we can actually choose not to do or choose not to engage in or choose not to tell ourselves that story. And that's what I wonder with that type of reinforcement that we get. Um, it's one reason why these stories, I think get so much more deeply entrenched faster than we think. And even if it is about something like chocolate or wine or something like that, the very idea that this can be something that we are okay with, you know, without blank, <laughs> I won't survive. Um, I don't know. It's, it's limiting. Let me just say it that way. Right. It's, oh, sure. it's limiting. Yeah. I don't want to. It's easy to do. I've done it, right? I've done it. And I actually mm-hmm. had several different areas of life where I had that story going on in a very, de- very deeply ingrained way. And it took a while to untangle from that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I wonder if um, it, it's, it's, you, you, you talked earlier about it being a wide range, I'm thinking as I'm talking, sure. this wide range of on the one hand, it's sort of flippant and kind of funny and trying to get a laugh and trying to sort of like um, relate to the difficulties of being human. Mm-hmm. 
Right. <laughs> I think if you kind of asked each person, like, do you really believe that? Some of them might say, no, not really. I'm just, it's just funny. Right. Um, been there, done that kind of like what you said, you know, like in my past, I have had these kinds of experiences. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then there's the other part where I know I've talked to people before, like they, and they talked about when they're without their parents. Yes. They wouldn't survive. Yeah. You know, just this overwhelming fear. Um, and, and, and like, just, I don't know what I would do if I lost my parents and chances are that we'll lose our parents before we lose ourselves. Right. Um, but not all the time, but that, so, so when there's fear in there, um, and pressure in there, mm -hmm. that, that probably, um, you know, is going to obviously, uh, be bigger, a bigger issue than, um, the jokes and the fun, um, laughs yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly. And you know, that's, that's the thing that's so fascinating to me. Um, I was talking not too long ago with a friend of mine who, uh, has kids and she was involved in a conversation with other mothers. And this very thing came up where some of these mothers were saying, without my kids, I wouldn't survive. Mm -hmm. And didn't mean it in a sense that they need to take care of me and I won't survive. But they meant if they lost them, if they passed away, they would emotionally not survive. And my friend was really surprised by this because all the women other than her agreed with this. And when they, and when she voiced, uh, no, it would be, be terrible. It would be terrible. It'd be horrible. It would be painful. I would survive. <laughs> and she said it, it, it ended with a really awkward kind of fade out of the conversation. And yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. That was just something that came to mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I wonder if it would depend on the age of the kids. Yeah. It would depend on the circumstances. Right. Um, I wonder if there's some just different pieces that would uh, make it scarier and, you know, this feeling of unsurvivable. Um, than uh, in a different circumstance. So I'm thinking about like if your kids are adults, right, and that happens. But if the kids are tiny, and um, yeah, I I I saw a news report today where a three year old ran out into the um, traffic and and was killed. Wow. And, and, and the mom story is about how much she tried to save that three-year-old, mm -hmm. um, that emotionally would be really, really very, very extremely scary to where I think if you've not gone through something like that, if that feeling of like, how do I even get through right. something like that right. would feel very real. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, and I mm -hmm. guess that's the, that's the thing is it, it's, it's not about, to me, it's not about the actual story itself is, you know, what's, what's the fear underneath it and what you're talking about there or the trauma underneath it, right? And what you're talking about there is mm -hmm. about, about as bad as we can imagine, right? And that would be, that would be really tough, you know? So what mm -hmm. is it with that as the far end of that scale and then working our way up to the, 
the less and less and less of that. What is it that is underneath the idea that there's something that without this thing, I will succumb to something so bad that I won't survive? To me, it's, it's some sort of element of uh, discomfort, pain, um, uncomfortable feelings. You know, there's, again, depending on circumstance, it could be just about anything. Right. Insecurity, loneliness, mm-hmm. uh, disconnection, um, lack of purpose. So many of those other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a wide range depending on how we're using it, you mm-hmm. know, all the way from the funny things on social media and the substances that aren't really actually good for us, that we that we have some mm-hmm. addiction or attachment or dependence to yeah. because we can't uh, imagine, you know, well, let's talk about coffee. Like, you know, that's pretty, so many, so many folks are drinking their coffee either just in the morning or throughout the day. Uh And, and, um, without it, um, you know, what would life be, you know? (laughs) So, and there's, but truly, but truly, right. Like on Mm -hmm. the one end, the, the funny sort of memes about this and, and social media stuff, but then on the other end, um, it is, it is something that's addictive to the degree of, mm-hmm. of it in being, you know, potentially not, not great for us. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but, but, you know, we, we tend to, to think about things like that as such a part of our life, such a part of the way we do life, such a part of like, how do I even wake up in the morning without this particular thing yeah. that I need to just be myself? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the part too, that is probably wrapped up underneath also. There's, so there's probably quite a bit that can be explored, um, depending on the particular circumstance and contextual environment that the person is experiencing. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's, it's something for me because of my own, my own recovery and addiction history. It's something that I've learned to pay attention to, like even something like coffee, you know, whoa, okay. Mm -hmm. A little more than I need today or why is it that I'm, that's my first thing? I, I ask those, I ask myself the question a lot about those things, just out of a sense of, I don't know, I guess vigilance is probably too strong of a word, but I think just being aware that, that there are things that, um, I guess we can all use either as ways to help ourselves feel better to, you know, some people can say, use it as a crutch of some sort or, but then there's also things we just don't question because we enjoy them like a cup of coffee or two or three or four in the morning, right? To the point that there's a whole industry of out there of stuff on t-shirts and mugs and things like that that says, don't get in the way of my morning coffee, right? Or don't get in the way of my five o'clock, you know, glass of wine, or don't get in the way of my nightcap, you know, in the evening or that type of thing. Uh, Mainly because for me, at least the question then becomes, if I'm depending on something like that, what am I removing from my own sense of agency or what am I limiting myself on? And there, sometimes there isn't an answer, but a lot of times just even being aware of the question I find to be important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I, to- I totally agree being able to be reflective and mm-hmm. okay, is this on any given day, is even though my head is to grab that wine at five o'clock or three o'clock or whatever we do, right? Like, do I need that today? 
And then what comes next? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So that we're paying closer attention um, to what happens internally in our inner world when we are, you know, having some of these thoughts that tell us we're not going to survive or using some of these, um, you know, substances or ways of doing things in our life that may not actually be healthy or, or helpful. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, or, and there's other stories that can intersect with it too. Like I deserve this, right. Or I've, I've earned this, or mm -hmm. this is my, this is my one joy in the day or, you know, things like that. And then, but then I also think too about, you know, from a relational standpoint, you know, um, relationships are, 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 are things that change, right? Romantic relationships, friendships, that type of thing. Um, I've heard people say without, without my partner, without my best friend, you know, I won't survive without being in a relationship. I won't survive. I've seen that. And those types of things get pretty hairy, pretty quick when people have those stories going on and there's, a, and there's problems going on, right? Or, you know, something mm -hmm. is, something isn't working the way that people want it to, or the way that it did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We don't like things to change. And yeah. we have our, um, we have the um, fairy tale stories to thank for um, <laughs> yeah. not being able to survive our partner's loss or our loss of our partner. Right. We have those to thank. Right. So we have been sort of told stories in our life mm -hmm. about this. And so then we tend to start to maybe believe it. Um, and, and so it's funny. It, it's kind of an interesting thing when we look across our, our culture that we need something we've been taught that we need something something external to us yeah in in order to survive and if we lose it we may not mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then it becomes self-perpetuating right oh yeah oh for sure yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah when we've been taught something yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because then we're taught if you don't have it that means this that doesn't feel good. And it would feel better if you had this. <laughs> so, you know, and so the, the idea, the idea of stepping away from something like that, particularly romantic relationships, like you said, fairy tales, right? The idea of stepping away from that, there's no fairy tale about that kind of stepping away. There is not one fairy tale out there that is about a person stepping away from a fairy tale story. There isn't. Right. It wouldn't be a fairy tale. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it would be something else. I don't know what else it would be. It'd be something else. It would be a Victorian novel. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, actually, no. That's got that's got its own stories. I mean, man, that's that's its whole thing. Never mind. <laughs> I didn't mean to take us that direction. <laughs> but but yeah, but you but like you said, I think that's the the. I mean, I guess in some ways we could call this entire story in some ways as a fairy tale. The very idea that something that makes us feel good or something that's important to us, whatever it might be, is something by definition that we need to survive doesn't quite work. It doesn't need to work, I guess, even if it's understandable, right? Your kids are important to you. Your partner's important to you. Job is important to you. That whole thing is to, to survive doesn't quite work. I don't know. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> well, it's definitely not factual. I, 
I, good way to I put think, it. Yeah. right. It's not factual. Um, but I think if we, if, if, if we replace the word survive and we said forever changed, <laughs> um, that, yeah, that might, I mean, cause I, I, I think that happens. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. Yes. Yes. And I, I like that. I like that because it's, it's less charged, right? Because what, what harder word is there than survive? <laughs> I mean, survive is like, right? That's, that's literally mm-hmm. life and death, uh, a life and death word. Mm-hmm. Forever changed still allows for, it allows for the admission of reality, the various emotional states, agency, as well as a recognition that something matters. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, even if you were, you know, we go back to the uh, coffee drinker or the wine drinker, right? Like, okay, if I took that out, I would be forever changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, man. And you know, what's interesting is, as you said that, I, I, I paid very close attention to how, how I responded to that. I, and I noticed there's a lot more lightness, lack of weight right? A reduction in weight in me when I think about that as opposed to survival. <laughs> it's much lighter mm-hmm. forever change. And yet, mm-hmm. I mean, that's based in fact. Mm-hmm. We, even if we resisted, mm-hmm. even if we resisted the change, the change would still happen because yeah. that's because we're human. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the, that, to me, I, I like what I like about that is it it can it removes this the direness of survival from the equation, and it's about a recognition of yes, I would be changed forever in that. But you're still living. It's not a question of surviving, right? It's continuing on, right? And it's, it's perseverance and resiliency and growth, and because change can be all those things, right? It could be growth. It could be improvement. It could be um, more perspective, more wisdom, more peace. It could, it could do all of those things. Better health physically. Well, yeah. Well, it could also be more chaotic. Mm-hmm. It could also be, uh, you know, what, what we would equate to being more negative. Um, we might have a hard time with it for a few moments right. <laughs> or months or a year or so, depending on what that is. Um, but we would, it would, we'd still be changed. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the part, I mean, that's the part of our human experience is that change is going to occur again, whether we resist it or not, mm-hmm. but, um, we can make it less painful for ourselves if we allow for that reality and, and accept and acknowledge that reality. Um, and in this moment we might experience you know, this kind of change. And in that moment, we might experience that kind of change. And we're going to be forever changing if we allow for that to happen. I mean, we're going to do it anyway. But if we allow for it to happen, again, it's going to be maybe less complicated for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what, no matter what the ingredients are, right? Negative, positive, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it might be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. That's a, that's a better way to frame that. I don't see that fitting on a mug though. You know, without my coffee, I'll be forever changed. 
It's probably not going to hit social media. <laughs> no. We're not going to go viral with this no. because it's not super exciting. No. Is the problem, right? Yeah. Because we like to be like we we want stimulation and and mm. super funny and super exciting and yeah. and all those kinds of things. And so you know we're not going to you know change anything with this, but um... <laughs> not in terms of not in terms of selling things online or or getting no no this isn't going to be a marketing sort of strategy that anybody's going to pay pick up no no, not at all yeah but you know but that's but that's the thing i mean i I, and and uh, for me i find some of those things funny like those statements about about things i mean in some ways it's an expression of what we enjoy you know what we like Mm -hmm. and and it can be as innocuous as that but i think it's it's so important and it's one of the things that we've always noted on this show is the things that we kind of say sometimes that are just seem as like throwaway or every day, when we really pause with them and take a look at them, we might find some things in there that are limiting, right? Or, you know, disconnect us from, from really the reality of things or even from the potential of things for ourselves. And that's why mm-hmm. something like this, even if it is something that we just see flashes of it in a kind of a joke post somewhere, is worth paying attention to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless we're talking about dogs, because if we're talking about dogs, then, <laughs> you know, let's get clear. Yes. Um, we're entering a whole nother sort of thing here. We are. And you and I agree <laughs> on this. Yes. You and I agree on this. We are both very, very big dog people. So yeah, I'm not going to argue with, with, yeah. with that one. So, but other yeah. than that, that's yeah. our one caveat. We'll put it, put that little <laughs> asterisk at the bottom of this other than dogs. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Tawny. Uh, we've run out of time on this one. That was really good. Thanks for bringing that in. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. All right. And thank you for listening to this episode of Breaking Up With RBS. Remember, if you missed any of this episode or any other episodes, you can get this as a podcast wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much in advance for subscribing, for reviewing, and for sharing this podcast with your friends, your family, and your social networks, anybody you think would benefit from hearing about these stories and investigating them in their own lives. Uh, We'll be back next week to debunk another story. And next week's story goes like this. I always have too much to do. Mm, Yeah. That'll be fun. It's tiring. It's tiring. Mm -hmm. Always having too much to do. (laughs) So so whether you're tired or not in a week, come see us again. We'll see you uh, then. So thanks so much, everybody. We will see you on the other side. I'm in my groove. Here we go.